So the Super Bowl is over, and it was probably one of the worst Super Bowls I have ever watched. I mean, defense. If you're about defense, okay. If you like defense, then it was great. But for a, a game to be thirteen to three in the Super Bowl, mm, I mean, it was hard for me to watch. Neither though last year's Super Bowl was more entertaining, and it was one. For the ages now, Carson Wentz is in the news now. This report came out this morning, and Carson Wentz met with a few reporters to discuss a wide range of topics, from recent criticisms to challenge of the past year, to his health, to Nick Foles' comparisons, and much more. And I'm going to read the transcript to you. This is coming from Philly.com. Now, before I read this, let me give you some store, uh, some a backstory. On um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was drafted in 2016. Started all 16 games last year. The team started 3-0. and Okay, they were 3-0. and They finished 4-9 after that. So they finished 7-9. and Okay, they won games against the Giants and the Cowboys to finish out the season. Okay. The following year, Carson Wentz took the Eagles to an 11-3 record, got hurt against the uh, um, Los Angeles Rams, was out for the season, the, the playoffs. Nick Foles comes in. Everybody thinks Nick Foles is not going to take him nowhere. It's going to be a one-and-done. He beats the Falcons, destroys the, the Minnesota Vikings, goes to the Super Bowl, has a monster game, outdoes Tom Brady at the end, becoming the Super Bowl MVP. The Super Bowl MVP. And then the following year, Carson Wentz misses the first couple of games of the season. Wentz comes back. The team was five and six at that point. Well, five and well, no, excuse me, six and seven at that point. Wentz is hurt. Reports came out that Wentz's back was hurt. Uh, you know. Foles starts the final three games, beats, upsets the Rams, beats the Texans, and wins against the Redskins, survives against the Bears, and if it wasn't for an Alshon Jeffrey drop, the Eagles could have been in an NFC Championship game, and who knows what, it ha- what happens from there. Now, now on to this article. And these are quotes from Wentz. And it says that, I quote, I heard it in the morning. An Eagle official actually sent it over to me, and I was like, I just read it, and I was a little confused, I guess. It's never obviously fun to read your name being thrown around like that, but at the end of the day, try not to stress about it. It's too much, and let the media or the perception of others dictate who I am. I know who I am, first of all. I know how I carry myself. I know I'm not perfect. I know I have flaws. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was inaccurate and completely made up. I'm not going to do that. But at the end of the day, I will say our locker room is really close. If there were guys that had issues in hindsight, I wish we could have just talked about them. But again, I don't know how that all happened and everything with that. Okay, so at the end, you know, Carson once admitted that he's not perfect. You know, the locker room was pretty close. So he didn't deny everything that was read into the report. He didn't. Okay, now, continuing. 
It goes on and says, again, it's never fun to read, but to an extent, you look at it and be like, well, if someone did have a perception of me, why? What have I done wrong? What can I get better at? I realize I have my shortcomings. Yes, I can be selfish. I think we all have selfishness inside of us. There's human elements to that, that I really look at and say, well, I can get better. I always say I can be better on the field, off the field, how I carry myself. But I didn't want to make it bigger than I think everyone probably ran with it different ways. And I just kind of said, look, I'm just going to live my life out here and I'm going to let that kind of shape out how it may. Honestly, I haven't really read what's been happening since. Again, it's not fun to read, but you try to take what you can from it and get better, I guess. And again, this is on on whether he encountered any friction in the locker room or sentiment that it would suggest that came up in the story. And he goes on to say, not really, not to get into details about the story or things that were in that, but no, I hadn't felt that way. Again, I think every guy in the locker room would say we have a very close locker room. I think everyone could be honest with each other, hold each other accountable, does this and that. And we have an, and we have an issue, usually we resolve it as brothers, as a family that we are. It's why I think myself and a handful of other guys were just confused that it came out like that. If there were problems, we just usually handle it and it doesn't come out the way that it did. And it goes on the question about, it says, on whether it bothered him more because teammates reportedly said it. And here's what he went on to say. He says, I think it bothers me more because of that and not because it's me. But if that was about another teammate... And all of your opinion in that locker room, anything might have friction in the locker room, doesn't need to come out through the media. It should stay in house. We should be able to handle stuff in the locker room, in the locker room ourselves. And then it goes on to says on how he was affected in his mood and day, without a doubt. But it says, without a doubt, you read it and you're frustrated because you're like, what? It's kind of came out of nowhere. It was just a regular off season. I was literally eating breakfast with my wife and official text me. Literally, we do like quiet time in the morning. We eat breakfast and go sit out on the couch. So I'm about to go read my Bible and then I get that text and I'm reading this. I was going to read my Bible and now I'm reading this. It's kind of changed my attitude a little bit. But just talking to some teammates that talked to me about it and tried to just figure out why and what can we do to resolve it. But then at the end of the day, I was like, I went to bed and just on with the next day. I don't turn on the radio. I don't read the papers. I've been off Twitter for a while other than posting tweets. So I try not to let that tie me down. But again, the real element of it, just learning. If there is truth in this, where can I improve as a teammate and as a player and all that? So he didn't He didn't really deny everything that was read. Now, you know, do I have a feeling that some people had issues with Carson Wentz? I'm not saying that nobody didn't. You know, but we don't know who did and who said what. But I, I, I could believe that some people 
had an issue with Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz was throwing the Zach Ertz all the time. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. So I could see if Jeffrey had an issue with him and the other guys have an issue with her. I'm not saying that they did, but you don't know about it. And some of this stuff should stay inside the locker room. You know, you keep family business, family business. You don't go out and portray it into the media because that creates a lot of problems. And that's what happened with the T.O. and Donovan thing. And it goes on and says on how he plans to handle the criticism. And he and he goes on to say, I'm trying to figure out who could have been. In your mind, you play detective. But then you're like, does it really matter if there were issues? I think if someone did say those things, they're probably like, well, yeah, maybe that's now how it should have came out. You know what I mean? I think if that was said, they probably realized like as a teammate and as a family, we usually handle things in house, like I said. And so I'm the kind I'm kind of like it doesn't even matter. I'll learn from it and we'll all learn from it that A things shouldn't kind of come out the way that it didn't be the pieces that I can learn from and be a better teammate and a better player and all that stuff will grow from. But other than that, I'm just turning the page. And then he and then he goes on to say, um, to go off what I was saying earlier, I'm not really going to get into specifics about some of these stories, but I don't know what that was. I will say I didn't know what that was about. And what he goes on and says about, you know, wait a minute, self-reflection. And he goes on to say, well, I just think some of the, I'm trying to, it seems like forever ago, I'm trying to remember exactly what was said, but like some of the selfishness and that stuff, well, yeah, I'll be the first to, to admit I can be selfish. We are kind of stubborn and are all right to liking certain plays or liking certain things our way. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, am I ever over the top of it? Like, can I be better? Kind of still be stubborn with the humility more and just little things like that. But at the same time, just how I treat my teammates, all of those things, it just caused me to kind of reflect. I'll be straight up. It hasn't been the easiest last year for me on a physical level, just battling injuries. But then just personally going through it, sitting on the sideline and then playing and then sitting on the sideline again. So I realized, like, maybe I wasn't the greatest teammate at times because I was emotionally kind of all over the place. To the, to the outside world, I probably didn't show it much. But internally, I mean, you're definitely fighting some sort of emotions, as you guys would probably expect. So there is things to learn about how to handle myself in certain situations, but nothing really specific from that other than what I just shared. I didn't need talks about the Nick Foles shadow. Again, it's something there. It's something there's nothing you can do about it. For one, I love Nick. Nick and I are great friends and strong believers and we have the same values and everything. We'll be the first to say that we are different. Like we go about our days. I've learned some things from him and I know he's learned some things from me, but we'd be the first to say our personalities are kind of different. But that's the way I think we're such good friends to some extent as well. And so that's off topic a little bit. But that stuff I can't worry about. 
that so-called shadow or whatever you want to call it, I can't let that bother me. I know what I'm capable of on the field. I know what I have done in the past, and I know where I envision this team going. And so I don't really worry about what's happened in the past. The shadow, the pressure, the stress, there's plenty of it. Whether that's from living in the quote, that shadow or whatever, there's plenty of stress and pressure here that you try to block out as much as you can. So basically that's what um Carson said. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go on and read every little thing. Um, you can go to philly.com and you can read the rest of the article on your own. But that's just some of the stuff that was in the article that he talked about. And he admit that he was a little selfish. And some people got bothered by that because in a certain extent, he wanted to do things his way. He wanted to, you know, and some people are like that. A lot of in at the end of the day, you have a lot of selfish people in this world where it comes to relationships, where it comes to other things, you know, you, you know, but at the end of the day, you can't be all about you at some point. You have to, you know, think about other people at the end of the day, because you be all about you. You want to do things your way. It may not be um, good for the team. And therefore, Hopefully Carson Wentz will learn from this. Yeah, he's admitted that he could be selfish at times, but I think he has to go on and say, you know what? I got to be a better teammate. I got to do things differently. And that's what you have to do. But um, thanks for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for more upcoming podcasts in the near future.